Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Today is not Valentine's Day, but it's close. Today will be February 16th, and I hope you've had a good Valentine's Day. And we're going to start off with the question of the week. And the question of the week comes from the internet. It's simple. Will you drink Starbucks coffee again now that they want to hire all the refugees? <laughs> well, the honest truth is... I don't drink Starbucks coffee now. I've always found it a little expensive for my liking, for what it is. I don't, I don't get it, and it just doesn't suit me. So no, I, I don't drink Starbucks anyway. However, if I have a choice of coffee I'm going to try, one of the things I will try this year, and Heavy Barrel and um, Pogue are going to help me. We're going to do a, uh, we're going to do. A Black Rifle Coffee Company taste test. So what's going to happen is, is we're going to get these two yahoos to test Starbucks Dunks and Black Rifle. And what will happen is, is we'll, we'll get bags of it. That's the only fair test we can do because Black Rifle, you can't buy it at um, a shop freshly brewed. We're going to get a pound of Starbucks, a pound of Black Rifle, and a pound of Ducks, and I'll have these two guys do as close to scientific as they can understand taste test, all right? So that's how this is going to go. And we're going to see. They have claimed Black Rifle that they're going to do a program where they hire 10,000 veterans. They've committed to hiring 10,000 veterans. They're a veteran-owned coffee company. And so I haven't been too keen on checking them out because you don't know if that's just a, some kind of ploy. I don't know how good their coffee is, but it's sold out right now. And so I, I deal in numbers and I deal in trying to be scientific with my uh, positions as much as possible. So again, we're going to do this where we get three pounds. We'll probably do this live as, if, if we can, and we're going to see how good it is. You know, I hope. I know Starbucks employs veterans. I know Starbucks veterans, and there's a reason, you know, why they, we'll cover that in a later episode. Why companies more and more are having veterans hiring programs, but for right now, look, you know, any company that hires a veteran is a good thing. But again, I, I want to give Black Rifle a a, um, a shot. 
So the Starbucks question doesn't apply to me, but that's what I'm going to do about it. Okay. So that is the question of the week. Alright, so basically I get spooled up here, check my levels, and I go on to the main part of the show, which is the word. And the word is spread from top to bottom, all around, orally, which is why it's called the word. So I'm going to sign off for now from this Facebook Live thing. If you enjoyed it, leave some comments, let me know. Thank you, Janet and Sarah, for checking me out. And next time we do this, I hope to uh, have some more fun doing it. Take care. All right, so we are going to move on to the word. And the word is passed down from high to low, through all the ranks, all around. And the word of this week is love and Valentine's Day and problems with all that in the military. I don't know if you guys all saw last week there was a story out of Fort Knox, Kentucky where an army sergeant killed his uh, strange wife and her boyfriend. And you might be asking yourself, oh my god, well that's a pretty nasty topic to discuss on Valentine's Day. Where's the love? Where's the romance? Well, for many of us in the military who've experienced the joys and pain of love, especially the married guys, this is a pretty common occurrence, believe it or not. When I first joined the Marine Corps back in 1995, there was the attitude, it wasn't so much um, enforced, but a lot of the old salts, the guys from, you know, the Vietnam era, you know, on through Grenada and all that, had a saying that, you know, your wife wasn't part of your sea bag issue. In other words, your, your, your spouse, your kids, your marital issues were not Marine Corps issues. And I truly believe that's changed. You don't have to look very far to see, you know, guys who really appreciate what their wives do, whether they're married to active duty, you know, spouses or civilians. But the problem is when it goes bad, it, it, it can go really bad very, very fast. So, during this Valentine's week when everybody is so happy and, you know, every kiss begins with K and, you know, the Vermont teddy bear is cranking out, you know, a thousand bears an hour to, you know, women everywhere. There's a, there's a funny, funny, and, and I'm laughing because when, when, when I think about it and some of my experiences, it is in a, in a very messed up way funny but very like like messed up man like I can't believe some of the things that I witnessed personally I can't believe some of the things that I went through and I can't believe some of the stuff I read now and in a, in a real like twisted whacked out way the story hasn't really changed 
the players have. The, the people that's happened to are different, but the overall script, if you will, if if what Shakespeare said is true and all the world's a stage and we're really players, well, the script that was written, you know, since soldiers started going to war and falling in love, and the script that we have available to us today is, is pretty much the same. It hasn't changed that much. It hasn't differed that much. There's, there's no real new wrinkle in, into what goes on with a lot of people who fall in love in the military and fall out of love in the military or maybe we're never in love in the first place so to try to be balanced so people don't think I hate women or don't like women my problems in life women come from the fact that I like you all a little too much I love making you happy I love making you laugh I like making you smile you know that's where I get into trouble so Let's start with the good, and then we'll go to the bad. Because like I said, when it's good, it's great. I, I have seen guys who fall in love, either, you know, right as they're going into the military, or when they get to the military, and you can see that it is one of the best things that ever happened to them. They love every facet of it. They can't get enough of it. They, they really you know enjoy the process they really enjoy being that you know provider defender figure for their lady their woman okay so there are some good things so I'm gonna go over some good things real quick and then I'm gonna to try to spend equal time on the not so good things uh, good thing number one for a lot of us getting married in the military or falling in love in the military, you get to move out of the barracks. Now, for many of you civilians out there, you're like, well, what's, what's the big deal about that? You get a place to stay, you get uh, you know, a shower, and you get you know all this other stuff. I mean, what's so bad about that? Well, not so much now, but when I was in, it was a huge problem. You were living with four other guys. If you were not in an open squad bay, there were a couple of open squad bays still left, especially if you were an infantry MOS. But we were in the air wing and we shared uh, my first two and a half, almost three years in, I was sharing a room with four, with three other, three other guys. <coughs> So you had, uh, imagine a square, each corner of the square had a bed in it, and then you had your wall locker where you had to stuff everything you possibly own, you know, civilian and military clothing, and then you had a little desk area that you split with your buddy to write letters, pay bills, you know, look at uh, magazines of all types, if you get my meaning, and go on from there. So. Not only did you have to live with four guys who, if they looked at hygiene differently than you or cleanliness differently than you, made it challenging, but also, hey, if they're partying on a Friday night, making noise, having fun, till 5 o'clock in the morning, you just had to deal, man. 
and if you were the only non-drinker, which I'm not a drinker, so it, I didn't have much fun when it came to that regard, it, it sucked. So being married meant you got to move out from all of that, not to mention you didn't have to eat chow hall food anymore, which sometimes the chow hall food was unrecognizable. Sometimes it was fantastic, but still, Marine Corps Chow Hall and Air Force Chow Hall are, it's like night and day. It's like going from Ruth Chris down to Sonic. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. So you get to move out of the barracks, move into a home with a female who would hopefully cook clean and take care of you, right? And it was great. It was fantastic. Second thing was, is you actually had a real living, breathing female to, you know, take with you to the Marine Corps ball, to do stuff with on the weekends, to, you know, show off to the guys. You know, you were a married guy now. You were a brown bagger. You know, you you were you were and you were just in love. It, it was great. You, you and your buddies would come over, and if your wife was cool, she'd cook for them, cook for you. Maybe, I don't know. Or just was generally all around just a cool chick to, to be around. You know, they, they were out there. Um, the third thing was, is uh, rides. You know, when, 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 you know, you had to be, you know, at, at P111 for us, you could have your spouse drop you off there and pick you up and you never had to worry about, you know, your car because sometimes we do something and we'd get dropped off at the main base and you have to figure out a way to get your car from P111 or vice versa. That was never an issue. You know, it should take care of you. And then the other benefits, it, it was just, you know, you had somebody who was watching your career grow, who took an interest in you and what you were doing. And when it worked right, she was a... Uh, um, a force of nature to make sure that you had what you needed to, you know, complete your your mission. It was great. And some guys who uh, I met, I met one guy. I won't, I won't say his name. I won't say his name. But I met him in Hawk School, and he got married, and he's still married to his wife. You know, years later. And he will tell you that, you know, he is nothing without her, that he absolutely enjoys to this day being married to her, and they're still madly in love with her. And all I have to say about that is, you go, boy. I mean, you absolutely go. You get it done. And if that's the way you feel about her, make it happen, man. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And, you know, life is pretty good. You have kids, you, you can get access to base activities, your kids are going to, you're not going to have a normal upbringing, but still, you're going to have a tight network of support, people who care about you, and programs available to your children that might not be available to civilian kids. And, and so, you know, you get to move off base, you get female companionship in all its forms, you get somebody who, if it works, and this, I'm saying if this works out, if this is absolutely something that you want to do, now that it works out, you can, you know, have a, a companion who is in your corner, you know, from day one. 
and it doesn't matter if she's 19 or 29, if, if this woman believes in your Marine Corps career or your military career, because this applies to all the services. But if you get a woman who, you know, gets that going for you, you are a rich man indeed. Okay. Now, let's talk about what happens when the kisses don't begin and end with K, okay? When the chocolate has melted, when the, the diamond rings are actually rhinestone and, you know, fake gold, and, you know, lingerie was, you know, repurposed fruit looms, all right? What I'm trying to say is when it goes bad, it goes bad. Let's talk about the bad that goes down. You're deployed somewhere, and for us, we didn't deploy overseas. We deployed out in the middle of the desert, and they took us there anywhere from four to eight weeks at a time, right? You would sit there, and all of a sudden, your, your girlfriend or your wife wouldn't be home at night when you called home. Just uh, wouldn't be there. So you would um, start wondering what's going on. I'd see a guy start getting nervous. And by day number seven out of six weeks, you're kind of like, you know, hey, WTF and WHL. I mean, W, you know, TH. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, why isn't my wife getting back to me? And they get the first sergeant or the platoon gunny or, you know, the officer and if if the NCO staff and CO officer felt bad they let him go back home and on a supply run and see what's up and almost without fail a couple things are happening one she had gone back home she had packed up her stuff packed up the kids and gone home and a lot of times that's because you have a 18 to 20 year old woman who's married who if she's in a normal kind of Marine Corps experience her husband has gone anywhere from four to eight months out of the year on floats, on deployments, on ops, on training, whatever and she's stuck you know if she has a kid maybe two she's stuck in base housing or in a she's stuck in an apartment raising one to two kids by herself and she's like you know what forget this I, I don't need this I don't want this this is not fun this is not what I signed up to do I don't like this uh, probability number two she uh, has no kids she's lonely she's hot or not even hot because honestly Marines they don't care at least the ones I met and I am one um, we are predators we are hunters uh, we're human Dobermans if it's out there we're gonna try to get it so her husband is deployed again he's away and all of a sudden you have a couple thousand men letting you know very emphatically that you're hot and they'd like to uh, take care of you and the temptation is great you're talking about human beings here and a bad thing happens and you just watch 
those Marines just go down the toilet. They just lose it. You know, they come home, and this has happened. I can tell you this has happened because I've, I've, I've not seen it myself. I was not married at that time when this happened. But a guy goes home, walks in the house, and they are, they're not having prayer service. Let's put it like that. And it absolutely crushed him. And it caused a lot of problems. So what, what, what do you do when that happens? How do you deal with that? And I tell, you know, I was told this, and I didn't listen. I would tell any guy out there, or female, if you're thinking about getting married, I think the old guys had it right. You should not get married your first four years in. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know if you're going to re-enlist. You don't know you know, how you're going to deal with this. You don't know if you want to make this a life choice. And then to ramp up the difficulty even more, because marriage is hard enough as it is, if you decide to get out, you've got to move back to either her place or your place, wherever you guys are from, with, with no real furniture, no real infrastructure, and build life. And it causes problems with getting a job, providing for a family, now paying for medical, you're not getting any housing allowance or medical allowance or food allowance. It's a huge shock. It takes some strong people to work through that. And with over half of all marriages failing, it's a risky proposition. So I would tell you, in my limited experience uh, with life, because I'm finding out the older I get that I don't know everything and I don't have the answers, but I would just say that, hey, if you really want to get married, don't get married to move off base, don't get married to get laid, don't get married to look cool. Get married because you know that in your heart this person has your six from day one. And if that person really loves you, they're going to keep the courtship long, get used to the military life before they decide, they decide to jump in feet first, okay? What I'm trying to say is don't go to Las Vegas and get married. Don't elope. Get your family involved. Talk to your you know, your mom and your dad, your siblings who are married before you, and, and, and find out what the real deal is. Or better yet, Go to the baby store, Babies Are Us, and look at how much baby stuff is and realize that diapers are like ammunition. You can never have too many of them. And get some get some life knowledge. Get some truth bombs dropped on you because you're going to need it. Okay? I'm not saying that love isn't real. I'm not saying that love doesn't exist. I'm kind of cynical at this point in my life. Maybe there's love out there for me. But if you're in your 20s, you just graduated boot camp, please take it from me for what it's worth that you're not ready to get married. However, if you do and if you hit gold, you're rich beyond compare, my man or lady. So that is my word for the week. I'm kind of just freewheeling it this week because I'm remote. And uh, again, thanks for dealing. So moving on to the complaint department. Hogue and Grunt. Um, they didn't have much to complain about this week because, well, 
Hogue is a uh, Jets fan and Grunt is a Patriots fan, so they were pretty happy and sad. But uh, again, they saw the cool Hyundai commercial at the Super Bowl, which is pretty cool. Uh, Hyundai brought people in to watch Super Bowl stream to a, uh, I guess, a Zagon base in Poland. And they were able to watch the game. They got the reaction and everything. And again, the question was similar to the other week was, well, how can Hyundai do this, but, you know, Ford, Chevy, and Dodge can't do something like this for our troops? And I'm like, you know, oh, my God, guys. Somebody, some corporate bean counter somewhere wanted to do this for, they wanted to do this for these service members away in Poland in the cold and why can't you just enjoy it? I get it. But I also said, look, Hyundai's are built in the United States. They got factories all over the place. They're not happy. Which means they are happy. So my only complaint is, you know, about the Super Bowl is you know I just think the pass were lucky and that Kyle Shanahan stunk it up in the second half. So, that's all i got to say about that. And again, as we wind down, um, I kind of did this episode very, very different this week. Uh, I'm in a restaurant on Brockton, on Belmont Street. I'm looking at uh, the man right now. His name is June. He's going to tell you to come down here between Monday and Thursday. It's 50% off everything. I'm going to have some sushi with Philadelphia cream cheese in it and some lo mein. And it's 50% off Monday through Thursday. It's a great new place. Just opened up. It's a really cool, swank vibe that I like. I'm having a great time doing this. I'm going to probably see if they'll let me do it again. If they do, I hope people come by and say hello. Maybe even get on the show. So that is all I have for this week. I'll have uh, upcoming events and a unit shout-out for episode 32. Just, uh, you know what? If you fall in love and you find somebody and they're true to you and you're true to them, hang on to them because life is short and life can be tough and love can be hard to find. So that is all I have in the way of wisdom and wit this week. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Da, 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 da.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Off we go.